This is Work It on CNA 938. I'm Stanley Leung with Cheryl Go. If you think being in human resources is a stroll in the park, think again. Personnel today said retention is the biggest HR challenge in 2024. But it's more than just talent retention, isn't it? When Graham Poles, who is the Associate Director of Award Governance at Macquarie Group, was asked what the biggest challenge in his role was, his response was managing the desires of the business and making sure that you can still be forward-thinking in your activities while keeping an eye on the regulatory environment. When you make offers to people, he says you must keep a focus on the reward governance side of things. And he says what we are doing uh, from a policy perspective, from an incentive perspective that is new enough and cool enough and fresh enough to attract talent but still meets the requirements of the legislation and the regulations. So clearly, it's not so clear-cut. People Management reports there is a much greater focus on workforce plans centred around any present or future skills and role gaps. It adds that the cross-functional nature of HR is uniquely placed to support managing organizational design. So what are some of the more urgent matters HR practitioners should prioritize in addressing companies today? Let's get the perspectives of Adesh Goyal, who joins us in the studio on Work It on CNA 938. Adesh is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Global Digital Ecosystem Enabler, Tata. Hi, Adesh. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cheryl. Good to meet you. Hi, Stanley. All right. Um, we, know, we know that these are quite challenging times to be in HR. Uh, there are a myriad of matters that need your attention. Anything from diversity, equity and inclusion to talent acquisition, of course, and retention and technology integration also, as well as adapting to changes like generative AI and remote work. So how would you rank them according to what requires the most attention for you at this time and why? <laughs> you know, the, uh, the there are two parts to, to the strategy mm -hmm. and, you know, what we do every day. One is really important, right? What is important for the company and important is typically a one year out, two year out, three year out. And then there is something which is urgent or topical, right? So if I talk about uh, the longer term, you know, one, two, three year thinking, the most important thing is how do you develop the talent for the future needs of the company, right? And if you see the, the other side of the coin is how do you meet the aspirations of all the employees for their learning and for their career at the same time? So how do you really create a win-win amongst the two? And if you, if you talk about what's on the minds of people a lot, I think we are still coming out of the pandemic in some way, and it created a new reality that remote work is possible. Uh, the, the problem is many people believe that uh, the only way to work a good way to work is now remote, and which is actually not true because the unplanned interactions, mm -hmm. um, uh, the brainstorming, you know, meeting somebody at the water cooler, uh, doing innovations, solving problems are group activities. Mm -hmm. And for a company that hires a large number of new people every year because of a growth, for them to build relationships and, and build a broader uh, context and reality of the organization is very necessary. Mm -hmm. So what we have been able to do in the last uh, 18 months or so is to get more and more of our employees to uh, to embrace the hybrid work. Uh, and for that, for us globally in 33 countries is, um, you know, three days in the office and two days work from home. So 
we are very happy that people are seeing the the value of this and are adopting this mm. are your staff presently also asking for a four day work week because that's also a talk of the town <laughs> yeah. nowadays yes and you know in we, we you know i meet with at least a thousand employees a year around the world wow. um and this this comes up um and you know i believe that at some point of time uh, this will become a reality maybe 10 years from now uh, because if you go back 100 years right uh they nobody had a defined work week mm. right or a, or even a length of uh, a shift in a day mm. and then it became defined then it became six day work then it became five day work and i, I think the way the world is going uh, there there will be many companies who are going to adopt four day Uh, but i don't think it's going to be a big reality for a large number of companies and not so soon anyway yeah not so soon anyway okay uh yeah can you talk to us then a bit more about the modern people management approaches and how organizations can better engage an increasingly diverse workforce as we yeah. know yeah so you know i've been obviously working for a long time and you know uh, more than three decades and i feel the opportunity that we have today is the most exciting and i've had a pretty exciting career so uh, we we are very excited about the possibilities of what the new workplace could look like right so for example uh, you know if you, if you look at in a company like ours we have about 14000 plus employees in th- more than 33 countries mm-hmm. uh, more than 50 nationalities so how do you create a one organization so culture and values for us really help create the the common um ground for us which everybody believes in right so if you look at human values like respect and dignity or a societal values like ethics they bring everybody together right and so we we are very big on making sure that everybody understands the culture and we keep working on improving it all, all the time and based on and we have measurements to help do that i think the second thing is there is just so much variety of different types of roles that is available mm-hmm. and because of technological change the nature of every job is changing right if you go back to school uh, we had the concept of we we learned the concept of half life of carbon right so 4 or 5 years ago i started to talk about half life of a skill that you know 40 50 years ago our our parents or some people's grandparents uh, whatever they studied was good enough for 15 20 years and mm. they would learn something new and then another 15 20 years would go by mm. but today the the half life of skill is 5 years and reducing rapidly so how do you get people to learn and you can't get people to learn right they have to decide themselves mm. so we we developed a on demand learning academy much like netflix and people can learn anything on it you know there is nothing that you can't learn on it mm. so what this has done is Uh, the amount of learning has increased uh, so for the last 3 years we're doing more than 7 and a half days of learning per employee per year which wow. which which is really a benchmark at a global level that is good and cool. and we do about 8000 certifications of various types in a year mm-hmm. so people are learning a lot the new thing that we have launched now uh, which is really backed by ai is career development on demand right so uh, people look to their manager or other people who are doing a particular role for guidance but the roles are changing so much yeah. and so much variety is available that nobody can really claim to be an expert because mm. where we are going to be 3 years from now nobody knows you know for sure 
So we have created a pro, you know, a portal called Talent Central. And when any employee logs in, based on their expertise, the system already knows. And we encourage people to put on their uh, latest profile. Mm-hmm. It tells them that this is the path that you could take vertically. This is the path that you could take horizontally. This is the path that you could take diagonally. And which are the roles that are available? And for each of those roles, it'll show the skill gap. And if they double click on the skill gap, it'll take them to the on-demand learning academy and they can start fulfilling those, right? And start going for it. And we do this in the short term for actual jobs that are available, but we also do that for a longer term job, right? Which we don't have an active requirement now, Mm. but we believe that role is going to come, uh, you know, one to two years from now, right? So for example, somebody is an analyst uh, and they know a lot of, you know, operations research and mathematical models uh, and maybe some data science, but they don't have much idea about AI. So we would, def- you know, any leader can define a role of an analyst with some AI skills and people can start training them themselves, building those competencies mm. so that when an actual role comes, they would be ready for it. Wow, this is so exciting. I mean, the fact that you almost got a whole map in place and getting from point A to point B, you know that, okay, this is the route you have to take and what are the gaps and, and straight away at a click of a mouse, you're able to see where you need to plug those Absolutely. gaps if you really want to get from Absolutely. here to there. So it's not, it's not too different from a Google mm. map, right? So, yeah. uh, or many of the apps that are available, you go to a new city and they start prompting you, what else could you do, right? Or mm. uh, what are the attractions nearby, right? Or if you want to go from place A to place B using a Google map, it gives you multiple routes, right? And so it's basically a similar uh, uh, approach, but for learning as well as uh, career, development. career development. Yeah, but Mr. Goyal, you know, while while there's so much emphasis on learning and career development uh, for Tata, which is great for, for your workers, how do you then make sure that whatever is learned and imbibed is actually applied at the workplace that would benefit the organization at large? You know, that's an excellent question. Uh, I didn't expect that, uh, but it's a very, very important question. So, you know, a few years ago, we, we created a, another portal, which is a part of our learning uh, called Project Marketplace. And basically, any manager can put out any project there, and any employee can do that, right? So uh, a 50-year-old study found out that 70% of what we are good at, what we learned, really comes through practice. 20% of that we learned by mixing with colleagues and talking to people who know about that subject, and only 10% from the classroom. Mm. So we have now created an ecosystem where we not only have the 10, but we also have the 20 and 70 for people to actually practice it. Okay, so you're pulling people from all sorts of teams and, and units. Absolutely, ah. absolutely. And because of this virtually possible things now, which we actually had even before the pandemic, um, you know, diverse teams across multiple locations can work on a project. Uh, it's not that it, they need to be in the same location too. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Adesh, we also know that I mean, you mentioned it briefly that uh, there's this hybrid model that, you know, you're trying to get more companies to em- embrace. Um, is it true that productivity has taken a hit at some firms who offer this remote and hybrid working arrangements? Uh, but at the same time, like you said, a lot of people want uh, some sort of hybrid option. Um, so what is Tata's approach to this in terms of balancing that the need for to stay productive and also meeting your employer demand, uh, employee yes. demands? Yes. Yeah. So I think... If you see pre-pandemic, 
uh, there were certain, we, we were all used to working and being productive in person. Yeah. And then when the pandemic came, somehow all, all of us coped up and say, how do we still become productive and get the job done virtually, which which we really didn't know yeah, how to do, right? We, we've, it's, we somehow it's, figured out. It's work. It, yeah. it works. Yeah, and we it know works. that it can be done. It works. So I think yeah. it broke the myth that work is not possible virtually. Mm. And especially for managers, right? Now, I, I think everybody accepts it that work is possible virtually. But the muscle for some work in person and some work in hybrid is not a muscle that any one of us have, mm. right? So what we are working on is how do you become better at hybrid work, right? In terms of the tools and resources, in terms of policies, in terms of being a manager, in terms of being a team member, right? So if somebody takes a view that, hey, I can get my job done sitting at home, I don't need to talk to anybody, that is actually not true because just like there is leadership and managership, there is employeeship. We're not here just to do one job, but by interacting with us, other people learn from us, right? So we need to interact. So we are now building practices so that all of us in the company can become better at hybrid. And and I think hybrid does not mean that it is really a loss of productivity. Uh, I think we can get the similar type of productivity. And in some ways, the productivity can increase if done well, because the, the long commuting time that people uh, spend, uh, they can actually spend to to make their lives better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's true for all large cities. Yeah. I'm going to try, uh, draw a parallel between your your decision to want to come for a live studio interview as compared to a Zoom option, which <laughs> we also offered. Yeah. W- was there a reason for your choice? I'm trying to see if there, there is a correlation between what we're talking about, hybrid work and remote work. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, why you chose yeah? the line? Yeah, you know, if you really see Singapore is really a great place in the sense that you can get anywhere to anywhere in 15 to 20 minutes unless there's some huge traffic jam and... I had never, I've done many live TV interviews, but never on a radio. Right. So I wanted to get a feel of it and actually meet both of you live mm. because that's very different than just meeting on Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So again, this goes back to the whole, you know, meeting each other at the pantry kind of thing. It yes. definitely builds the rapport, doesn't it? Absolutely. The unplanned yeah. interaction. Yeah, this one is planned. <laughs> and yeah, no, and you know, unplanned interaction has a lot of value. And, you know, we sometimes discount it, but... Mm. You know, it's just quite phenomenal. Yeah. And still working um, on the fact that we want to build greater engagement, uh, worker engagement at the organization and even talent retention, given how mobile the workforce is today. Um, How does learning and talent management, uh, that strategy at Tata Communications, fit into worker engagement and talent retention? Yes. See, the the, the way we look at uh, engagement and retention is that, they're not goals that you can achieve. These are outcomes that happen based on the work that you do, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if you go for uh, your annual health checkup, uh, if you're expecting good results because you worked for, uh, by eating right, sleeping right, uh, exercising some through the year, right? So you cannot just depend on the health check as that you succeeded or not, right? It's, It's really an outcome of efforts that you made. So for both of uh, both of these engagement and retention, we actually have a framework. You know, we we work on twenty drivers that include, um, you know, do I get the right support from my leaders? Do I know uh, where what the big picture of the company is? Is the company meeting my uh, learning needs? Is the company meeting my career development needs? Uh, am I expected to do 
डू आई नो वट आई एम एक्सपेक्टेड टू डू राइट इज द परफॉर्मेंस मैनेजमेंट प्रोसेस फेयर राइट सो वी हैव वी हैव ट्वेंटी ड्राइवर्स लाइक दिस एंड वी वर्क ऑन इम्प्रूविंग ईच वन ऑफ दैम राइट एंड सो ओवर ईयर्स वी हैव वर्क वेरी हार्ड टू टू मेक श्योर दैट द बेस फॉर ऑल ऑफ दीज बिकम्स रियली गुड सो इफ यू लुक एट एंगेजमेंट वी आर यू नो वी इन द हाई इन द टॉप क्वार्टाइल एट अ ग्लोबल लेवल now how do you make sure that every employee is experiencing it right so some people will experience it some people will not experience it mm. so when you look at a new hire when you look at a country when you look at a particular level then you have to figure out how do you deliver the best to them and for that we have used the technology so it's it's really a continuous process and then you start seeing good outcomes of uh, engagement and retention Yeah and you know just hearing you out it makes it makes people want to work for an organization that puts its people first and thinks about you know career development and and uh, staff uh, uh, retention as well Absolutely We have been gathering the thoughts of uh, Adesh Goyal who is Chief Human Resources Officer at Tata Communications who has uh, been spending the last 15 minutes or so with us in our studio uh, on Workit on CNA 938 Thank you so much Adesh for sharing the perspectives of what's happening uh, Uh, where it concerns talent management and and talent retention over at Tata Communications. Thank you very much. It's been great to uh, be here Stanley and Cheryl. Thank Thanks. you for inviting us. Thanks Adesh. Thank you. Thank you.